You're listening to the 64th episode of Downtime Podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm back. I'm with Jeremy. Hey. Let's get this. Hey, let's get this episode going. You know that Beatles song? If you still need me, if you still feed me, when I'm 64. You know, Beatles, all of their songs, I have heard them. And if you played in front of me, I'll recognize them. But I, for the life of me, will never know what their actual song titles are. So They're one of those they're one of those bands for me. I I get you, but and I have but I have no excuse because I I am in the same boat as you. There are a lot of songs that I forget the titles of, but I know what they sound like and I can sing them by heart. If you if someone else starts singing it, but I, I can never know the titles. And the reason why I know all that is because my mom is like the huge the biggest Beatles fan ever, and so oh that's awesome. Yeah, she has all the memorabilia and everything, and so you know she introduced my brother and I to that genre of music and them as a band. And we can we were able to sing all the songs before, and I kind of knew the songs titles by heart, but I forget them easily. Yeah, I'm sure if you heard it a few times, you'll go right back to remembering them. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I think my parents. Well, um, my mom was wasn't really. Uh, she didn't really listen to bands. She listened more to like instrumental stuff. Like her favorite genre is jazz. Ah. So, mm. yeah, so she she wasn't really into like uh rock bands. My dad's a huge Queen fan, Queen's fan. Mm, mm. Queen, I mean. But uh we do have the Beatles album albums as well. I just can't record I can't tell you what they are. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> are, is your dad do... excited for the new Queen movie? I'm excited for the new Queen movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's also because I've seen the first three seasons of Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. So I know the actor who's going to be Freddie Mercury. Ah, Rami Malek. Yes. Cool. I like him. I was watching the trailer and he seemed to get a lot of the mannerisms pretty spot on. But he's really good in Mr. Robot. He's really good at playing <laughs> like this super wired druggy hacker. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder, what does he really like in real life? <laughs> hmm. You'll never know, I guess, unless you actually meet him. So in the se- in the series, he's constantly giving you a blank look. But then on his Instagram, he has all these pictures of him smiling, and he's with people. <laughs> he's like, hey, guys, I'm a real person. I promise. I'm a real person. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, at least it shows he's a good actor. So yeah, and it shows that he's also very happy outside of his acting career. Yes, exactly. I think season four is coming out next month or this month. Uh, you know, sometime soon. Gotcha. So gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And gaming stuff. Evo happened this weekend. Oh my god! I know Evo happened this weekend. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't and watch any I'm- of it either. <laughs> I'm really upset because I always watch Evo. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, Tekken's in there, right? So that's why. Yeah, exactly. I always watch Evo. I've been, but this is the first time that I did not follow it. I know that they even had Dragon Ball Z Fighter, Mm -hmm. Fighter Z, 
Dragon Ball Fighter Z on it. So that that's different. I yeah. didn't realize how popular it was. Yeah, right. It's 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 a really really popular fighting game right now, and and it's like for for new and old fans alike. It's you know, uh, you'll get. Oh, go for it. I was gonna say the the animation art style are what are what really draw people into. But go ahead. Yeah, the um, you know, it it seems like they took a page out of Blaze Blue a bit and refined it a little more, and I think, uh, you know, I'm I'm very happy that it's popular because um when i was following it for a bit it looked really cool actually now that since you mentioned blaze blue it is developed by oh the same the people as blaze blue arc System oh my god arcs. there's more surprises <laughs> i mean it's not really a surprise but yeah it was it's developed by arc system works that's why the, ah, the animation and feel that. of it is exactly like or not exactly but very similar to blaze blue all right you know this all makes sense <laughs> You're like, it's all a, coming. They took a. It's all coming together, Jeremy. They took a page out of Blaze Blue. Well, I wonder. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, I, I, I'm not a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, and uh, and, I, and I, I've stated this before that I'm not a huge fighting game fan, but I really appreciate the work that went into that game because I have played a little bit of Blaze Blue in the past, and. I really appreciate the animation style and the art style and, and the sprites. So that's why I really think that um, I, I give my vote as to um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z being a really good fighting game and good game overall. Definitely. I've heard that if you follow the storyline for Fighter Z, it's the most canon Dragon Ball game there is. Oh, or yeah. very, if not the most pretty as canon as you could get. Uh, Akira Toriyama, the writer of the manga series is also involved in the game in some capacity. I think he helped develop mm -hmm. one of the characters, like a completely new character. So that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That all these pieces are coming together. Yeah. Um, but going back to Evo, I think I, the only things that I'm, I like watching in Evo are Smash. Oh yeah. That's, that's just for me personally. I, just, I think it's really exciting because Super Smash Brothers, I grew up playing that series and so, finally, like seeing it, seeing Melee in Evo was really cool when it got approved. I don't know how many years ago, but I think it's awesome that they still have Melee there. Yeah, that is really cool. I didn't, I didn't know that they had Melee. Then again, I don't follow those games when I watch Evo. Eh, yeah, no, I mean everyone watches Evo for different games. You can't watch everything at once because there's so many different games happening at the same time. You're like, which one do I prioritize? Well, your favorites, obviously. I've always wanted to attend Evo, especially because it's in Vegas. I think it was in Vegas this year. Mm -hmm. They haven't changed the location. Yep, still yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, I've always wanted to attend, just never got the chance. Maybe next year will be the year. Make we'll it, see. Mark it on your calendar. I do have a quick gaming news <laughs> update. Um, and I you didn't talk about it with Casey or uh, Gilbert. So are you aware of the new uh, next update from No Man's Sky? Oh, yeah, the multiplayer stuff, uh, all that stuff. No lie, I, I'm i not going to do it uh, <laughs> right uh, now. Okay. <laughs> but but Christmas time, it's tempting me to buy the game in Christmas. Because back when No Man's Sky was, you know, getting all the hype, uh, you know, I love procedurally generated games. And I was always interested in playing it. And then when the whole Sony debacle happened and Sony pressured hello games to have it come out sooner mm -hmm. than later you know mm -hmm. that whole fiasco happened 
but I I'm interested in playing it because one I've heard really good reviews from Next and two I like that style of game and three you know it just goes to show how much the developers motorcycle is passing by okay <laughs> so um it sh- it goes to show how much Hello Games really cares about this game and how how much they wanted this game to to be perfect and on their terms and you know after this game ended they could have easily scrapped it sure but yeah but they continued working on it so i definitely appreciate that it it shows that they really cared about the game yeah that to me so. is really cool i really like how they after what it was like 2015 when it came out so like 3 years later yeah uh, 16 16 16, 16. Oh, so 2 years later they finally release what they promised which is a little too late for a lot of other people yeah that's okay though i mean if they want to play fortnite that's fine i'm i will play this happily by myself yeah i'm over battle royale games (laughs) (laughs) i'm so tired of that crap like please just just stop (laughs) but i have no I, i have no problem with battle royale in like a party setting you know set where it makes sense you're with a group of friends i just playing it a lot i don't understand no absolutely i I agree yeah like i'd say like um when i was playing PUBG mobile with my cousins and my brother we would play like at least two or three times a week and that was honestly enough like we were a dedicated squad so we always knew what we were going to be doing because we would be like coordinating over discord but at the same time we kind of knew our each other's play style and that to me is already fun and the fact that we didn't play every day, every night for a long time was even better for me because, you know, I got other shit yeah. to do. I can't be playing games all the time. Now the hype is a little bit too much. Mm, yeah. So I'm over it now. I mean, like, it was fun while it lasted, but uh, I'm just like, yeah, I played PUBG Mobile. I played PUBG, whatever. You you were one of the firsts. Uh, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make you feel better. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Elisa. <laughs> but I do want to play No Man's Sky. Like, it, this new update has piqued my interest. And I think that, yeah, myself, like, come Christmas time, just like you, I think I'll pick it up because it'll be cheaper. And by that yeah, time, exactly. by that time, I'm hoping they've added other stuff and fixed other bugs. Exactly. So, I mean, it's the perfect time to buy a new old game, right? I know. And December, I don't have much happening during that time. So, why not? Unless they announce another Yakuza game. Uh-oh. Hey! <laughs> Which I'm okay with. March 2019! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> um. So what have you been playing recently? I know you've been traveling. So I've been traveling, but I surprisingly have three games to talk to you about. Okay. All right. I'm going to start with Persona 3 first. I started playing Persona 3 FES, and I finished the first, uh, what you would call the first dungeon, but it's not really the first dungeon, because what I learned playing Persona 3 is that instead of seven different locations, it's all the same building. You're just going up the levels of this building. I feel like I would have been fine with this game if I played it before 5, and especially before playing 4, Golden. And now it almost... um I, I haven't gone far enough in the storyline to assess what exactly is happening. 
but it's a little I'm a little um underwhelmed because it's the same dungeon. Mm. The entire game, which yeah. is called Tartarus by the way. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So as opposed like for example, like just to give you an example like um Persona 4 Golden, uh their one dungeon was like in a sauna <laughs> and hmm. another dungeon was like in a Valentine's themed, you know, like place. Interesting. Yes. This time around it's just like the same thing. And I hope I don't get bored the more I play with it. We'll see what happens. I hope you don't get bored too. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I I obviously don't think I'm going to get bored uh in especially with the story, but uh, the gameplay is surprising me a bit. Oh, that's obviously good. obviously this is the older game. So, right, right. I, I expect this. What I like about Persona 3 is when you're with your party, I currently only have a party of three, including mm-hmm. the main character. You can actually split up the team and they can go in different paths and they can find things separately without you having to be together. So like instead of like all of us going to find a treasure chest together or we're all battling, if you feel like your individual members are strong enough, you can split them up and it makes the game go faster. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so a lot of ma- uh, multitasking, which is nice. Um, the storyline is interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know, you know, not much to say right now, but basically you're the protagonist, you. Um, he he kind of like joins a boarding school and he gets put in a certain dorm. And the dorm is not what you think it is <laughs> so, okay okay yeah <clears throat> and surprises all around <laughs> okay but uh part of the storyline is everyone is kind of apathetic to everything at nighttime when it hits midnight um basically if you have the persona power cuz if you have the persona power then you are awake in your dreams and uh, and like if you don't have the persona power then you're just sleeping. Hmm. If yeah, but uh that's kind of as far as I can go without spoiling with Persona 3. Hmm, okay. Also, I'm a little upset because there's this character who joined your team. His name's Junpei. It's very um it's very cut and paste from every persona. Um the main character will always have a bubbly guy friend. And <laughs> every persona I've played, there's Yosuke, there's Ryuji, and Junpei is the one for Persona 3. Okay, and, so he's your favorite? Um, he, I, I always like the bubbly guy character. Um, so, uh, instead of the brooding one. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, is that he has no social link, meaning that you can't, like, have a friendship with him. He's just there. Like, there's no storyline that builds off of him. Oh. And that's upsetting <laughs> to me. That's really sad, actually. <laughs> yeah, because it's been like that for four and five. I mean, like I said, I went backwards. But also, it's just, like, the point of Persona was you got to know your entire crew and build a friendship with them. And you got to know their backstory. So you don't even, you can't even find out his backstory. He's like, hey, I'm just a bubbly guy. That's it. That's yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so upsetting. It's a waste of 
<laughs> like, I know. <laughs> like, I can be friends with this guy instead of the guy on the track team or the swim team. So. <laughs> right. But but no, alas, I am not. It's oh. okay though. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. Um, that's it with Persona Three. Uh, let's go back and forth this time. Yeah. So what what ga- what game are you playing? I finished my, Jordan and I finished uh Serious Sam the Second Encounter. So we moved on to 2 and then we had an issue with the level glitching and then we kind of stopped playing that. But we want to finish 2 soon. So uh that's about it. So I mean, it's more of the same Serious Sam game. You're fighting a bunch of enemies more at a time just all coming at you. Um Okay. Yeah, there's nothing really new there, but then I have two other games I'm playing, but I want to go switch it back to you really quick. All right. So in so as you know, I got Nino Kuni 2 from Gamefly when I didn't want it. <laughs> and uh-huh. I played it and I thought it was okay at first. I actually um yeah, I'm done with the game. Oh, wow. And I know. To be completely honest, I've been pulling a few all-nighters to finish some games. What? Or not not com- <laughs> not complete all-nighters. Like I like I'd sleep for like four hours, but oh my God. Be- I know because I've been traveling a lot. I, th- there's a lot of games that I still want to play. So I didn't want to lose it. And so even if I ended work late, I would just continue playing. Cause this is like one of my few de-stressors in life. That's dedication right there. Unfortunately, I don't like Nino Kuni too that much. Mm. A little bit underwhelmed by the game. Uh, for one, I will say the game's very straightforward. I think it's a very easy game to play. Uh, very simple. And I think... See, because I didn't like Nino Kuni 2 as much, I wonder if maybe I, I'm, I just don't like the Nino Kuni series anymore. Like, I wonder if I, pl- if I replayed Nino Kuni 1, White Witch, if I would still like that game like I, I was questioning a lot of things in my life oh okay <laughs> after after i finished that game because i really didn't like nino kuni 2 at all mm, sorry to hear that there was one redeeming factor of the game and that was the kingdom builder and uh evan the king has to rebuild his kingdom and you go to different worlds and you meet people and you do quests you complete the quests and they actually join your kingdom and you can put them to do different things like you can like if you have a farm you can put someone on a farm or you can put someone on like a a, like a equipment building thing or you can put some like you basically all of all your stores can you and whatever you can put these people that you finish quests for oh cool and then you can, you know, if you get super hardcore with it, you can get to level four, which is the highest level you can get for the kingdom. I will say, though, I thought it was pretty easy to get to level four. Hmm. It was not difficult to get there. It was more tedious, but it wasn't hard. I think that it's because of the, the general audience of the game is geared towards casual players. Would you say so? Definitely. You know, it's not a bad thing. thing no, 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 no. The odd thing is I don't feel like Nino Kuni 1 was targeted to casuals. Oh, okay. I This one maybe was targeted more to casuals. Mm, 
Like people who would just like play it for like a like thirty minutes to an hour and then put it down. Yeah, especially with the kingdom builder aspect, you can do that. Oh, okay. Because you do quests for someone, they join your kingdom. You can level them up, and then you can, you know, put your controller down right, and right, go right. get dinner. Right. <laughs> go get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I also think potentially, not necessarily the casual fan, but um, beginner fans, of beginner gamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty easy. I defeated the final boss battle in less than 20 minutes. I don't even think it passed 15 minutes. Oh, wow. The world itself was very cool. Um, for example, you can go to different areas and they're themed. Like there's this city called Goldpaw and it's Asian themed hmm. and they're all dogs. And um, a lot of the decorations are really neat there. I, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an, it was, it was all right. It wasn't my favorite game. I was a little, I'm kind of disappointed actually in it but that's okay i don't know it was just okay yeah it was all right (laughs) (laughs) okay no worries that's cool that's cool that's all i have to say about nino kuni 2 cool yeah so a while ago i talked about bigfoot that video game on steam oh yeah they finally received an update where it adds four-player co-op multiplayer. You can find servers now. They upgraded Bigfoot's AI. They added a new map, and um, they're fixing the the first one, so there's only one map right now. But, uh, yeah, no, Jordan and I were playing it the other day, and overall, it's it's, it's really scary now. <laughs> I mean, Bigfoot won't attack you until you shoot him first, or you Ooh. he goes into one of your traps. So he's, like, really passive towards you until you attack him, and then day and night he will hunt you. And he's relentless. He's really fast. He's really strong. And he's so really... they made Bigfoot even more difficult. Yeah, and I don't like it because the more people you have in your party, the harder it is to kill him. Mm. So if you have, we noticed that when we had two people in our party, it was kind of easier to kill him. We would like shoot him several times, and like a, like a little bit of his health, like a big chunk, but not too too big of a chunk of his health would start going down. We're like, okay, perfect, we can do this, and then. Uh, we, we had, we created an open server where anyone can join and we had this other guy join us and there's the three of us and we shot him so many times and yet Bigfoot's health only went down a sliver. So that made us realize that we're going to have to spend a lot more time playing this game than we anticipated. Wow. So matches end up being from like before in the, I'd say I'll call it Bigfoot 1.0, the first iteration of the game. The matches were like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Now it seems like matches are going to be from one hour minimum to two hours at most. Ooh, can you set the difficulty? Nope, there's no difficulty. It's all the same difficulty. Mm. It's a survival horror game at its heart, so I understand the direction that they're going, but at the same time, I think a lot of newer players might be scared off to this, or a lot of people who played the first iteration of the game will kind of be turned off on it because it's... It's like it's different, and you know, all the mechanics are different, and people do have a lot of cri- criticisms and comments about the game so far. Um, so the developers are listening, and luckily they're really responsive, and they provided a lot of hot fixes yesterday to fix some common issues with the game. So, okay. yeah, we'll see. I think I'll, I'll, we'll play it after uh, Jordan and I are going to play it after this. We finish recording this podcast, and I can give some more insight and thought to it later, uh, the next time that we record the podcast. Cool. And I, rec- I still recommend it to you, Elisa, next time it goes on sale. It's a really fun game. I probably could have bought it during that Steam sale, but 
I was lacking or slacking on that. Yeah, that's okay. The winter sale will come up. Yeah, that's true. And it's kind of funny and ironic, too, that this new map is set in winter. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I love themed games, so. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're planning more maps in the future, but for now, uh, they they have, like, a camping grounds in Canada, which was part of the first iteration of the game. But, <laughs> but they pulled it because they wanted to fix on, fix it and work on it. And then um, this new map is huge, and it's set, I, I think, in Alaska or something. Oh, it's always... do a swamp. Ooh, that would be cool. That'd be scary too. Oh man, he's yeah. like he's constantly looking for you, and it's like, oh please, just leave me alone, Bigfoot. <laughs> That's really scary. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really it's definitely the version this like it's definitely survival horror. Like this is it's really scary. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's it so far. I mean, you can't really say much. It's still an alpha, so the developers haven't fully released it yet, and it's still rough around the edges. They still have some work they have to put in before it's fully released. For sure. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's all I have to say about that game. Cool. I'm halfway done with East S. Yes. East? <laughs> East! <laughs> I like it a lot more than Nino Kuni 2. I think the two games have the same mechanic where you have to rebuild something of some sort. In. Nino Kuni 2, it's the kingdom, and in East, you're rebuilding a colony. Or you're build not rebuilding, you're building a colony of everyone who was shipwrecked. Oh, cool. So a lot of the same elements are there. I like it a lot more. I think that with Yes, um, the gameplay is much more engaging for me. It's definitely harder. Um, there's Eventually, you'll reach this point where the creatures are like much more vicious and dinosaur-looking. And when you Ooh. get to that... Yeah, exactly. When you get there, things get a little bit harder. And you have to be a little bit more strategic. There's a way you can exploit battles. And it's being patient, not attacking, and pressing the dodge button. Because what happens when you dodge or you guard is if you hit it at the right second that the boss hits you, it slows down time because it was a successful dodge and guard. Ooh. So if you do a flash guard, then you can just hack at the monster. And you just kind of... That's just the strategy that I've noticed works best for me is I just kind of have to wait it out and continue dodging until I hit that. Also, this is one of the few games where... uh, it's an active battle system, so that's why this is this part is successful. But um, a lot of the skills that use up SP are really awesome. Like I use more SP than I do the regular attack. Oh, and okay. Because and you know you don't want to waste your SP because that's very valuable, but it replenishes very easily. It's very forgiving about that in this game. Hmm. I see. I see. The one what I don't like about Yes, is <laughs> the dialogue. Okay. I don't know if this is really like the the correct translated dialogue or if the dub localization is just that fucking terrible. But it's really cheesy. It's really corny dialogue that's not e- and it's not even corny that it's funny. 
and hilarious. It's off-putting. <laughs> hmm. Like for and also, it's one of those games where I feel like they're they there's too much word. Like they added too much descriptive words. Like for example, every time um. Like there's this one, there's this one guy, like this one bald guy who's like a royal, and he's just like, every time he talks, he goes, "Well, I'm I'm this royal guy from England, from the family of such and such and so and so, and I don't approve of this." And he says that phrase every single time he makes a statement. That's annoying. Almost, yeah. And then there's there's some. Okay, there. A lot of the dialogue is so cheesy that I, it's not natural. That's what is very off-putting about this. Oh, like for example, <laughs> w- one time one of the characters, um, he goes, "What a blow mind!" And I was like, "What's a blow mind? <laughs> what kind of what? words are these?" <laughs> yes, exactly. It, they made up words for this game. It seems like. I think they're just going crazy. <laughs> they they were just like, what words can we make up in this game? <laughs> That's funny. But uh, aside from that, I like the gameplay and it's fun. I I'd actually pre- I prefer it definitely over Nino Kuni too. Okay. If because I I the reason I compare the two is because they have very similar concepts. I okay. think I think is better. Okay. Yes. East East is much better. E East is better. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I can't I can't stop laughing. Every time you every time you say it, you say it differently and it just makes you laugh. <laughs> like get it right. No, I'm just kidding. You can you can get it wrong. I don't care. <laughs> you're being a blow mind, Jeremy. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. You is that an insult? Should I be insulted? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It might, you know, it might be a compliment. You never know, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Okay. Okay. It might not even mean anything. True. To be on, I don't. I don't know. I. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look it up. Gotta go to Urban Dictionary. See what's up. You know. <laughs> go to. You're probably gonna find something a lot worse than you know, like the worst possible definition of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the last game on my list that I've been playing is Rising Storm Two Vietnam. I've actually been pretty obsessed with this game recently. It's a first-person shooter and sequel to 2013's Rising Storm, which is itself a modification of uh, Red Orchestra Two. Basically, it's a first-person shooter set in the Vietnam War, and you're playing in teams of 32, so it's 64-person battles, 32 versus 32. You can select different classes. Each class comes with their own unique weapons. The great thing about this game is that, which I like more than the previous iteration of it, is that in Rising Sun 1, every time you would upgrade, you'd get like better attachments and better weapons, and which would effectively make people who are a higher level harder to kill and, and for them to kill you faster. In this in this version of the game, in the sequel, they you don't do that. You just get cosmetic items as upgrades, and the gameplay is not affected by that at all. So I think that's really fun that they make it they made it balanced for everyone to enjoy. But overall, I think it's a great game still. Uh, so far, I like the um, 
I like the fact that there's helicopters in this version of the game. It's because it's set in the Vietnam War, and the Vietnam War was a de- definitely a helicopter war. I, I it's kind of funny. I watched a, a a Vietnam War documentary on Netflix recently by Ken Burns, and I was really, really like into the documentary. Like I watched it, I watched one episode a day, and the whole documentary itself is 17 hours long. And so each each documentary piece is around like an hour or so. But uh, that kind of got I me playing. I started that documentary. Oh, it's such a good documentary. I started it at work. The first episode. It's it'll get you hooked. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I I've been playing that. I'm like level twenty. No, I'm level like thirty one right now in the game, which is not very high. The highest level is like ninety nine. But uh, yeah. So I've been playing that. And overall, I, lo- I love it so far. It's really good. It's really hard. Like, I will say that you can die very easily. Um, getting shot does net you um, trying to put a bandage on in the middle of a battle, in the middle of a firefight. Um, if, if you shoot someone through the wall, you can kill them. Just FYI, if you're ever someone playing this game. Okay. Yeah, so there, there is some sense of realism to it. but uh, Yeah, I was about to say, that's probably more realistic. Yeah, I mean, like, someone's hiding behind, like, a little bamboo structure. You can kill them. It's not like Call of Duty, where if you shoot, like, a straw wall, you're not going to be able to kill them. No, like, you you can't <laughs> hide. Like, even behind some, like, brick walls, you could still die from gunfire. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, overall, the game is really fun. Um, there are some really funny people, like, other players that are playing will, like, scream some really racist things that I don't think should be ever said outside of that game. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. You've reached that crowd of the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, like people doing. It's like it's mostly I, I gather white people doing Asian accents, screaming, uh. screaming racial slurs, derogatory words, and I'm like, Oof. oh boy, good thing I didn't grow up in that era. Good thing I'm not that ethnicity. <laughs> it doesn't really hey. affect. It doesn't affect me, but I'm like, oh, this is really bad. Yeah. Uh, well, per- particularly hopefully. The, oh, go ahead. Oh, hopefully you don't have to encounter them as much. I mean, there, kind there's of... there's one every game. Yeah. Okay. It's but it's mostly centered towards the G word. Do you know what I mean? You know the. Oh, really? Because in during as you will find out during the the documentary, Elisa, if you finish watching it, that word was thrown around a lot during that time period during yes. the Vietnam War because it was a holdover from the Korean War. Yes. So they use that word a lot in the game, and I'll, I'm just like, okay, I understand why you're using it because it's historically historically significant. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, is this really necessary? It's just a video game. <laughs> I know. But most people that do the Asian accent, they always end up sounding like uh the the Chinese guy from South Park. Oh, um, uh, Mister, uh, shitty shitty walk. Yeah, that guy, the shitty walk guy. Yeah. But they yes. end up sounding like him. <laughs> <laughs> they're like go home gi go home gi i'm like oh <laughs> i get it oh. <laughs> like please <laughs> oh my please God. stop please stop using that accent it's really bad <laughs> aside from the community the game the game itself is really fun the gameplay itself is really great i think i really like the use of strategy um there's more than one way to win like there's more than one way to win st- strategically but i think the best way is communicating having yes. voice chat is really good there's a thing there's a role called the commander on both teams and every match Mm -hmm. has a commander on both teams and the commander's job is to lay down like artillery fire to lay down napalm to lay down airstrikes 
um, to guide people like, hey, guys, make sure you stayed out of this point. Like we're about to bomb it because not everyone checks the map all the time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the commander's role is more essentially to lead everyone on their team. And if you don't have a good commander, you're not going to win. It doesn't matter what map it is. It doesn't matter if one map is um, catered towards one one side. It's it's more like if you have a good commander, you're going to win. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, too. Um, you know, oftentimes with war games, it's just more like you yourself as an individual. But it... It's a lot more accurate if you add in the leadership too. Yeah, definitely. I would say that this game is definitely geared towards a team-centric aspect of it. It's definitely a war game that requires you to work as a team. Uh, but I have been in matches before where the commander didn't do a very good job. Like he wasn't a very good commander, and he put yeah. the, he put the artillery down in, a, in the wrong place. But we still won, and it was the power of the people <laughs> that helped us win. Like there were some really power. good people on our team that would get those headshots, get those shots in, and find out where those people are. So it was good overall. The I know the power of teamwork. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, that's my experience so far with Rising Storm Two. Um, that's all I have to say about it. I saw actually um, a few weeks ago. I saw a promo for it. But I didn't know that you were playing it. Oh yeah, no. Um, I mean, was it? Is it getting like? Did it come out recently, or is it getting like? So it came out last year, but they update yeah. it constantly, and they always have like these these free weekends, these like double XP mm, weekends. Okay. They Got they it. have um DLC like free DLC content updates, which come out every so often, which is awesome. Okay, okay. Because who doesn't love free DLC? Exactly. But yeah, no, it's, so far it's been really quality work. And the developers of the game Tripwire are actually the same developers as uh, Killing Floor. Okay. So, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they developed Killing Floor. They, they developed Red Orchestra. Then they developed Rising Storm. So they're really known for their shooters. And they're really, really good at um, having a flat price and having all the DLC for free. Nice. Yeah. It kind of akin to CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I recommend Rising Storm 2 to anyone that's listening. If you are into shooters, definitely play this game. It's a hard shooter. Again, I have to emphasize that this game, you will die a lot and you will die easily. So if you're not really a fan of that, make sure that you uh, um, check that before you play the game. But let me know if you play yeah. the game. We'll play together, whoever's listening. Um. Not really a game, but the last update I have is a game, my Gamefly, my regular, my regularly scheduled Gamefly update. <laughs> so after Nino Kuni 2, I returned the game, and um, I, I'm going to explain to you my cue as at that point. Detroit was number one. God of War was number two. The Spider-Man game, which has not even come out yet, was number three. <laughs> wow. And Monster Hunter World was number four. Okay. And at that time when I returned it, I saw that Detroit and God of War had availability now. Mm-hmm. Guess which game I got? God of War. Nope. You got Detroit. Nope. Oh, what the hell? Uh, You got Monster Hunter World. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta go through all of them. <laughs> God, you have to go through all of them. 
the oh. plot twist in all of this would be I actually got the Spider-Man game first. Then I would be both very pleasantly surprised and also what the fucks. So. I'll be like, yo, oh. let me cop that real quick though. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> but yeah, I have Monster Hunter World. I am super excited to play it. I'm probably going to play it for only like two, three weeks since it's not much of a storyline. It's more, you know, as we all know, it's more of just like a battle, team battle, and then you boost up your person. Mm-hmm. But still, come on, Gamefly. <laughs> like the only, like the two biggest single player games that are out right now for PS4 are really on hold. I understand why had... it's not on your, I understand why they're not sending it to you, but I, I don't understand. It was available now. Yeah. I don't understand it's... why they're not sending it to you. <laughs> it had available now. That's why I'm upset. That's just, I that's would have not. So long story short. I bought Detroit because I was so mad. Alisa. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, you, you're so frustrated. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just going to fucking buy the game instead. <laughs> yes. So I have Detroit now. Yay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> to be talked about next week. <laughs> TBA, everyone. You'll hear more about Detroit. And not God of War next week. And not God of War next week. <laughs> you know, week. that'd be really funny if they sent you Detroit. <laughs> and you're, you, would you be so mad at Gamefly at that point? <laughs> I delete after I bought Detroit. I deleted it off my queue. But if they actually sent me Detroit and it was off my queue, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, nice. I know. Um, so I have the game now. I'm really excited. I'm actually, um, I'm gonna have a. I'm going to have a random, like, uh, comp day this week. So I'm going to sleep in and play video games. So I'm really excited. So I'll actually have something substantial to talk about, too. Nice. I'm, De- Detroit, like, one playthrough is eight hours. So I, ideally, I would like to have gone through two playthroughs before the next time we talk. And then Monster Hunter okay. World is just like, I'll tell you all the deets and all the all yeah. them battles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Are you going to play and with that's Kevin? It? Yeah, most likely. Okay, good. I mean, it's always good to have a buddy when you're playing those kind of games. Yeah. Um he was uh, you know, I was talking to him about it. So, Monster Hunter World uh a lot of the game it will also get harder if you're in team. So, it's like if you actually want to complete the game, it's like a it's like a heart it's the it's the struggle of both multiplayer and single player so it's they're Ooh. both they both eventually get evenly hard oh wow yeah so and then you just kind of have to do things yourself and then yeah although monster hunter world's still very popular and i've heard like not just from kevin but a lot of people how many hours they put into that game and i'm like damn it also helped that Monster Hunter World was like the only game that kind of came out in January for a while. I see. So, like that, there was a lot to do with it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And yeah, that ends my um, weekly update with GameFly. Awesome! Thanks for the update, Lisa. On my yes. on my end, I don't really have any updates at all. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yay! <laughs> done. All right. So I did see that we have 
one question, and um, this question is from Divine Eater Orin from the uh, Discord. So this question goes: um, Will already are to oh will Red Dead Redemption Two be more successful than GTA Five? Do you think it will get as much DLC and after support? Uh, can I go first? Yeah, go for it. Um, you know, there's only so much you could do with that time period. And I understand that Rockstar's really good at kind of doing things their own way, but also trying to be make it historically accurate. Um, with the previous Red Red Redemption, from what I, what I understand, because I've never played it, but I've seen a lot of people play it, I've seen a lot of gameplay videos, um, it's... The previous Red Dead Redemption was definitely based around this, its time period. The only thing that was out of place would probably be the DLC, the zombie DLC, which kind of felt out of place. And then, it was out of it was out of place on purpose, though. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, but it, they did it well. And my point is that I think Red Dead Redemption Two does have the potential to be better than GTA Five, but I don't know if it will be on par as the same. Like, what could you do? Outside of having like cooler guns and well, I don't know, like souping up your horse, because GTA Five is definitely all about the the cars, the cars, the guns, the teamwork, the helicopters, the helicopter, like the vehicles. Like Grand Theft Auto has always been about vehicles. Otherwise, why would you even call it Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah. So um, I think it will get as much DLC and support after, but that really depends on if those little eight year olds spend their daddy's credit card to buy those shark cards and buy, you know, because. GTA 5's online success was based around the fact that everyone downloaded the shark cards. Everyone bought those $200 shark cards to get like what $8 million in game to buy more cars. So I don't know what Red Dead Redemption 2 will have as far as like in game, what you can buy with in game currency multiplayer wise. Um, DLC after Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know. I don't know about single player, but definitely for multiplayer, they'll they'll be adding stuff to it. Maybe like a civil war weapon update or something. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I don't. I, isn't it set in the 1880s? It's before Red Dead Redemption, right? Yeah. So it's like post Civil War. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't know what they're going to be adding. I pretty much agree with you on all those points, especially because since. Grand Theft Auto Five took place in modern times. That it's just really easy to add more ridiculous shit. Um, that even though it's ridiculous, it's like oh, but you know we're in modern times with all this technology, like you know jetpacks and all these random things. Right. So um, you are restricted to the timepiece. So I definitely agree on that. Yeah, you're not gonna see. Airplanes, helicopters, motorcycles, and like you know, sports cars in Red yeah. Dead Redemption Two. So my my biggest question and not really worry would be, what are they gonna be able to implement for that time period that will keep players coming back? Because everyone in in Red and the first, oh well, in GTA Five Online, you had like you know apartments, you could buy mansions, you could buy like stuff like garages to keep your cars it's all based around vehicles again so yeah what are they going to base red dead redemption 2's economy on i don't know i don't know i also want to talk a little bit about the storylines between grand theft auto and red dead redemption so the rdr series definitely is a much more full-fledged storyline 
And it's done in such a way where after you finished the first game, you were satisfied if you never played that game ever again. It's because of the way it's wrapped up. The difference, though, with Grand Theft Auto is it's wrapped up in such a way where it's open to you wreaking havoc afterwards as well. And it's just the nature of the series in itself. RDR is much more serious than GTA. Right, right. And in the first RDR, you could go around, you can kill horses, you can kill people, you can do all that stuff. But it was it felt more akin to a Skyrim, in a sense. Yeah. And Grand Theft Auto is its own beast. Like, literally, you can run around in Grand Theft Auto, kill people, get five stars, run away. But, yeah, you know, people think that Red Dead Redemption is Grand Theft Auto, but, like, in... in the cowboy era but it 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 isn't it isn't i'd say more so it isn't because it's its own very different yes yeah agreed people that transition over between both games will find things that they don't like because like a lot of people that play gta 5 probably won't like red dead redemption 2 simply based on the fact that it's the era like not everyone wants to play a game in the cowboy era yes that's very true so yeah it's it's a very i wouldn't say it's a niche market it's more of a if you play the first one or are interested in the series overall, then you would want to get into this one because the game does look beautiful. Definitely. I mean, it's Rockstar's baby for PS4. <laughs> yeah. They haven't had anything else come out on PS4. Because they've been raking in those, those that, that, that money, that shark card money. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. I hope that answers your question, Divine Ear Aron. And thank you again for submitting your question. And for those that do want to submit questions, make sure you go to our website, downtime.live, click on the contact option, click and fill out that information. Or you can uh, join our Discord. Let us know if you have any questions. Join in the conversation. We're always talking about games 24-7, so come through. Yes. If you listen to this podcast through Apple, sign on in and leave us a review so that when you go to the Apple Store... And you look at podcasts, then your review and your ratings right there. And it will bump our podcast to be more noticed. Yeah. And again, you can also find us, aside from iTunes, you can also find us on YouTube and Podbean. We actually stopped using SoundCloud. This is kind of an announcement, too. We stopped using SoundCloud. It's more of an archive channel. So please, if you go to SoundCloud, that's not where we're going to be updating our new episodes to. It's all going to be everywhere else but SoundCloud. Yes, we just had to update the RSS feed to support more podcast. So SoundCloud's much more akin to music. Yep, we will miss SoundCloud, but Podbean and YouTube are our friends now. Yes, and um, that's it. Uh, stay tuned after this episode and episode 65. We have a special podcast for people who also listen to our favorite show. Yep. All right, everyone. Thank you again for listening to the 64th episode of Downtime Podcast with Jeremy and Elisa. Elisa, thanks again. Yes. Glad to have you back. Yes, I'm glad to be back too. Yep. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.